Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the cottage. I am your host, Steve Horner. So she walked into the room. She said, how you doing? I said, how am I looking? She says, fantastic. I got chills. They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. Because the power you're supplying. It's electrifying. So you better wake up, man. You better wake up, man, in America, because that's what we need. And we don't need a bunch of Nazis getting all pissed off and breaking into the Capitol. No, sir. What we need is real strong, family-oriented men who are uh, going to pay attention to what the uh, school board is doing and uh, to what the uh, legislature is doing and what the local police are doing and the local judges, and you're going to get involved, and it's going to take some time away from your family and friends and and sweetheart, but you know what? It's going to pay dividends because uh, we've been caught up in all this uh, American convenience uh, for much too long, and uh, that's uh, because because of your absence is why we have so uh, so many problems out there today. Because... There are those women, sometimes known as, what, huh? I don't know. I wrote the book on it. It's at stevehornerbooks.com. The book is the pink one. It's called Cunt. C period, U period, N period, T period. Yes, the women do have their periods. But we men, we have our exclamation marks. And it's about time that we start thumping those tables and using those exclamation marks because we are the guys who need to be in control. The women who work for the social services and so on and so forth, they're getting paid to dislodge this community, you see? Whereas you're trying to make a living to support your family and uh, neighborhoods and community, but they're getting paid to dislodge you. So uh, it's, it's, it's a tough deal. It's like, it's like at my HOA, my Homeowners Association. So they're jacking up my prices, and I'm asking them why, and they're refusing, so I'm taking them to court. And, and it's, it's an insidious situation because it's my dues that are paying for their uh, lawyers that are screwing me over. You see the case that we're in? Well... I'm happy that I finally nailed that Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta song because I had to do that because of the way I butchered it with the last episode. And so uh, I did uh, I did it uh, pretty well uh, this time. And it might be the last time you'll hear it. But anyhow, if you don't, well, who cares? Hey, listen, we got a lot uh, of stuff to talk about here. And... Uh, and uh, we haven't been around for a while because uh, uh, my main man over here, Sean, has... I was sick! You were not sick. You were slacking. No, you, you had the COVID again. Poor guy. Actually, it was the first time I had the COVID, so not yeah. again, just 
first time around. I yeah. went three and a half years, washed my hands, did all that stuff. I did okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't wash them good enough. Well, wh- washing your hands is the most important thing you can do to keep from uh, spreading that bacteria because your hands are out touching everything that everybody else has touched. And then you get, oh, I got a little something in my eye, and you itch your eye, and bam, you're you're gone. I remember when I was working for the, uh, uh, in my in my other life as uh, the president of my little uh, uh, Steve Horner Corporation, advertising and marketing in Apple Valley, Minnesota. I used to serve the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. One of my big accounts was the National Association of Diaper Services. Get this one, Sean. Uh, 600 mom and pop reusable diaper services around the country. And uh, and I did a good job for him. I got uh, who was the guy that uh, who was the consumer advocate for you know came on board with the Chevrolet and the Corvair and uh, tip of my tongue. Yeah, right there. yeah, me too. I, I found him at a big college at a, at a big arena, Ralph Nader, and uh, we we were at a big uh, arena, and he said, "Okay, any questions?" Boom! Hello, Ralph. Great to see you. Say. What do you think is the best uh, cradle-to-grave way of uh, keeping the baby dry and clean and, and keeping uh, him or her uh, uh, diapered? Would it be reusable plastic, for like from Procter & Gamble, that go in the ground and spend 500 years deteriorating? Or would it be grown cotton, you know, that's nice, soft, and tender against the baby's bottoms and, uh, and uh, reusable? Wash them, reuse them. Absolutely, he goes, reusable cotton diapers. Well, that was a great uh, that was a great headline, and a lot of papers uh, picked it up. But that was a uh, that was a uh, that was a fun time, and uh, and uh, I can't remember where I was going with this. I was doing the advertising, yeah. marketing, had the uh, had the NADS National Association of Diaper Services. I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, I got lost with you. I was just in the back seat, and I didn't want to be a backseat driver, so I was just going along for the ride. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I don't know. I got uh, I, I got sidetracked, but that's not unusual with me. My uh, my mind oftentimes uh, slips ahead of uh, what I'm uh, saying. But um, but uh, but when you're talking about uh, putting idealism on the ground uh, where it meets reality. Uh, sometimes that is a slippery slope, and so that's uh, sometimes the problem that we have. And, and and what I wanted to get to here, and I'm going to, is the um, last uh, episode where we talked about uh, a so- the the sorrowful Jew. Oh, you poor Jew! Oh, I know you're so you're so victimized. You got it. You're just like today's American woman. You've got it so tough. You just have got to absolutely. Uh, um, you're you're just beside yourself because everybody's picking on you, and you've got uh, so many problems, and you're the victim. And uh, there's so many mean people out there that uh, you need favors. You see, and so you know the it, when when it comes. Well, so as I uh, typically uh, bring I, uh, reality into the realm of replacing uh, idealism, um, a lot of people out there uh, don't like the conversation. And, 
it's typically those that are getting paid by the government to uh, to to do away with uh, people like me. Uh, I remember, oh, I know where I was going. This one woman, when I was writing my book and I was doing this advertising and marketing, she worked for the uh, for the Minnesota Consortium of Women and Men, uh, women and girls. And uh, I was on the radio at that time with some, and she came on. She said, when women become uh, more powerful, this is a quote, we're going to get rid of jerks like you. And that goes back to the mid-90s. And uh, nobody really took up arms against that comment. And I said, can you imagine this? Imagine a guy saying that to a woman or a feminist. When we get more powerful, we're going to get rid of jerks like you. Wouldn't play well. But when the genders are reversed, it, it, it did. And this is kind of what the women are doing now. And the pussy boys, the snowflakes that follow along, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the ring in their nose. So I'm on YouTube, and I'm talking about the sorrowful Jew. Oh, poor thing. Oh, you've got that Anne Frank thing. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what, what the Jew conversation fails to mention is that they were kicked out of 12 countries led by Karl Marx, not because of their race, but because of their politics. And you see, when the Jews are in political favor these days, you know, like Chuck Schumer and the rest of them, their politics are all liberal. From A to Z, abortion to Zionism. You got the cronyism, you got the usury, you got the Hollywood, you got the handouts, you got the homeless. It's all under the Jew umbrella. And so when I spoke of that in episode 40, YouTube said, you're done, Steve. We're taking you off YouTube. And so that's the sign that you see when you pull down the index from stevehornerbooks.com. And it says uh, you've been yanked off because uh, you're a hater. And uh, that really, really ticks me off because uh, I have never hated anybody or anything in all my life. Except maybe out there by the lake at sunset, when you're trying to have a cold beer with a group of friends, and the mosquitoes hit. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. Let's go inside. But the dictionary says to detest, a strong dislike for. But you know, it has another connotation, doesn't it? It, it, it also, you know, not only talks about having a low tolerance for but it also has a, kind of a biblical theme, doesn't it? You know, it's kind of the antithesis of love your neighbor. Oh, hate your neighbor now. Love your neighbor. Oh, I hate my neighbor. You see? And so it, it's, it's another, uh, it, it's, it's another uh, type of uh, Orwellian term that they use to, uh, to change the meaning of the word to put you out and away into a dark place where you become the enemy. And if you don't do your homework by getting involved, man, then uh, you will be wrestled to the ground. So you got these dicks that are uh, in the in the cunts at YouTube who said, "Well, we don't agree with his conversation." You see, I just saw a report the other day that. Guess who is the most adverse to First Amendment rights? Would you say Democrats or Republicans? 
I don't know. This report said Democrats. You know, I remember the Berkeley breakup a couple of years ago. Berkeley used to be really open to free mind, free thinking, free speech. But now if you come out with any of these conversations, uh, you, you get wrestled to the ground and pummeled. And because we hadn't been meeting for the last couple of shows, I wanted to, uh, to tell you about the, um, uh, the high propensity of pushback, which uh, the Jews and feisty, arrogant, vindictive women are prone to. And that's why the domestic abuse will continue to rise, because women will never look at the mirror and say, it is my arrogance and vindictiveness, and of course my lousy choice of picking men, which gets me the black eyes and the bloody noses, you see? The Jews, as I was going to say, better slow down in their propensity of preaching liberalism of all of these issues I mentioned earlier from A to Z, because there's a lot of people that don't like it. You see? Now, now, now when Karl Marx first came on the scene and, and, and created the manifest, uh, uh, Communist Manifesto, co-authored it, uh, there was some good sense to it. Because uh, that was a time and age when uh, there were a lot of people uh, out and about with nothing to do, no way to earn money, and uh, really uh, scavenging for the uh, the next uh, dollar. And uh, so when Marx came along with his communism and said, uh, this is a way out of your misery, then um, it was a, a good carrot. And a lot of people, you know, fell in line with that notion of the only thing that you have to lose is your chains, the oppression. So, yeah, let's jump on the uh, Karl Marx train. Uh, the only problem with that is that, as could have been predicted, communism always results in apathy and laziness and uh, idiocy because the state's going to feed me. I'm okay, okay. I don't have to uh, create. I don't have to sacrifice. I don't have to be diligent. I don't have to be dedicated, okay? The state's going to feed me. And so then comes along the authoritarianism and the tyranny and says, if you don't, if you don't bring us your share of cotton and or rice or uh, manufactured cars or widgets, uh, we're going to take uh, care of you and your family in no uncertain terms. And uh, that's how it goes, you see. <clears throat> and uh, and and so and so when when the Jews profess that liberalism, a lot of right wingers say not not on my time, not on my clock, okay. And so when they've been pushing, uh, when they've been pushed, when well, let's put it this way, when the Palestinians have been pushed into the sea for the last seventy six years by the Jews who were put there, by the British who took over that area by, uh, through, the, uh, de, through the authoritarianism of the old English imperial idealism. And the UN came along and said, well, the Jews need a home. British said, fine, put them here in the sand. In Palestine, 
And then the poor Jew saga was created. Oh, we need help here. Oh, the Assyrians and the Egyptians, they don't like us encroaching on their property. They don't like the fact that we're building all this stuff with military aid and, 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 uh, and civil aid in the terms of now billion, a billion dollars a month, every month, from the United States to pay to Israel to encroach on the lands of their neighbors, of the original citizen citizenry. And over the last couple of weeks when I wasn't here and we weren't able to be on the air, I was going to say there's, there's going to be a hard rain going to fall. You know, Bob Dylan had this song, you know, with the lyrics, a hard rain is going to fall. But what he was talking about is that he, he being a liberal, the uh, conservatives were going to get it. You see, the conservatives were going to get it. But what happens is that the liberals get it. Because the liberals are family breakers. They want the abortion. They want the divorce. They want the single parenting. Trillion, three trillion dollar a year industry with social services to pay for these wayward women and their illegitimate children. Three trillion dollars a year. Run by Jews. Supported by Jews. Supported by liberals. I got to tell you, <clears throat> I don't hear from many of you, but I do hear from a few at Steve at stevehornerbooks.com. I got an angry letter from this uh, email from Becky Leducas. I looked up the word, the, the name. It's, it's typically a Jew. Uh, and, and through our emails, uh, she confirmed that she is a, of, of Jewish uh, ancestry. She wrote and she says, uh, you wouldn't last a day. Now, now get this. This is how she feels entitled. This is how Jews feel entitled. They've been indoctrinated with the idea of you need favors. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, you sorrowful Jew. Oh, you sorrowful woman. You need favors, you see. And that's what I was uh, promoting with the topic of the uh, last in, in episode 40, uh, the sorrowful Jew. She says, you wouldn't last a day as a woman or a black person or a Muslim. You see, she didn't mention Jew. That's what got me interested in understanding that she is a Jew. And as it turned out with our subsequent emails, I was right. She said, by the end of the day, you'd be crying on the ground in the fetal position. See how tough these women have it? Oh, boy. The black people, oh, boy. And the Muslim, I wouldn't, as a white man, I wouldn't last a day and, uh, and then she gets nasty. She says, uh, you know, because I also have my Vietnam book uh, at stevehornerbooks.com. See, and, and I've, I've heard comments like this before. She says, it's too bad you weren't one of the casualties of the Vietnam War. The world would be a better place without you. Isn't that great? That's the kind of people that you really do really, really, really want to watch out for. So she could be, she's probably an alphabet uh, person, you know, of Jewish ancestry. And uh, she feels, uh, you know, really, uh, really, uh, really victimized. And so when I am out here, um, you know, preaching age-old time-tested principles of, uh, of, of maintaining a healthy society and healthy, healthy family, 
it, it, it doesn't jive with what she's doing. She's not doing church. She's not doing God. She's not doing morality. She's not doing, she's not doing principled uh, love, conviction, and or, or, or uh, social uh, engineering. She's, she's the hater, you know? And so she's twisted around to make me look like, you know, I'm the uh, unorthodox one who uh, uh, is uh, stuck in my old ways. And I just wanted to get... And it, now, now, I've also often talked about the Associated Press. Jew run. Jew run. It's run by Jews. They twist every story around. They contact those who are going to feed their already predisposed frame of mind. They won't call a guy like me to get my opinion on the alphabet people or if an alphabet person was killed or something like that. They won't call me. They've got their library of people that were, will agree with what they say. You ever, ever hear of Bill Barrow, B-A-R-R-O-W? Bill works for the Associated Press. I said, hey, Bill, take a look at the black guy in the striped shirt in the front row during the Oath of Allegiance. Bill's, this was Bill's story. I said, instead of having his right hand raised, he has both hands clasped in front of him. You should have kicked the fucking insincere nigger out of the room. <laughs> now, I use that language just to get a stir. Because I know other people use that language. But when he's on the form of being the AP, oh, no, that's not our language. No, no, no. We're sensitive to races and genders, you see. But Bill's full of shit. Bill didn't like me calling him on the carpet. He says, never contact me again with your racist bile. I'm sorry. See, now listen. Now, now Bill gets nasty here, too. Personal. I'm sorry your parents didn't hug you enough and expose you to more books. So I wrote him back and I said, Bill, I, I point out something factual in your story and you insult me and my parents? <laughs> you sound really angry, Bill. But as I've told you before, you're just a fat little know-nothing pig puppet on strings whose commentary about anything means nothing to everybody. Say, folks, this program is brought to you by a sponsor called Hilton St. George. Now, when you go into the Hilton St. George, they have a new motto, and that's why they're advertising here. They, they say, we think you're weird. <laughs> that's what they do. The laugh goes with it. We think you're weird. So when you walk in, uh, they say, they say, uh, you know, Messy Jessie might be behind the counter and she'll say, hey, who brought in the trouble? <laughs> you see, they think you're real weird. They think you're funny because it's a real hoot. Well, that's kind of insulting, you say. Where's the bar? And so she'll direct you down the hallway to the seedy little uh, dark closet called the office and there you have a big, seedy-looking bartender named Nyquil. Nyquil, how's the weather? Don't care. How's the weather? Uh, how's the sports? Don't care. Nyquil, it looks like we've got a lot of uh, people out in the parking lot. Don't care. What do you have? See, they call him Nyquil because he's so boring that he'll put you to sleep. 
and then he'll laugh about it. We think you're weird. Ha 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 New model, you see. It's a real hoot. Well, then you might get angry and you go to Mr. Lousy, the general manager. Mr. Lousy has a name that defines the food and the service. And uh, he really loves the new model because he'll say, you have a complaint about NyQuil, NyQuil or about Messy Jesse? Well, we think you're weird. <laughs> and that's Hilton St. George. Quick question for my buddy, Sean. Sean, we're off the YouTube. Do we have any uh, audio uh, video going on anywhere else? Yeah, video on Facebook and video on Rumble. Beautiful, beautiful. So check it out, folks, if you want to see what's going on here uh, on the audio side of things with Steve's Cottage. Well, then you just check it out. Uh, check out those platforms. Meanwhile, as we've said here throughout the show, we need real men. We need real men to support real families and show us the way back to the democracy we're accustomed to and that wonderful Donald Trump wants to bring us back to. So on your quest to the top of the mountain, sometimes you need to get off that well-traveled trail and get off, get off into the wilderness because it's going to be a tougher trail, but it will bring you better rewards, better memories. It'll make you a stronger man. So until next time, you take real good care of yourself and come back to see me again. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.